0: Has anybody else heard the term restorative practices or restorative justice? Yes, what have you heard about it? It's so a hot summer day just before I the start of
1: the 2020-2021 school year, and a select group of students
0: quite a bit today. Okay. Part of are learning about three important, important pillars circle. of justice. The three values I want you to remember are empathy, compassion, and equity. Those three things are very, very important to
1: That's Cherise Hilton, Program Administrator for Canyon School District's Responsive Services Team. She heads up a new Peer Court, the second of its kind sponsored by a school district in Utah. It's a panel of students who will hold fellow students accountable for minor offensives like fighting, vandalism, or shoplifting.
0: Um, Let's say that Logan has a little problem at school and his assistant principal decides to refer him to Peer Court. The assistant principal will meet with Logan and his parents. Going to peer court means we're not gonna charge you through the police, okay? This is a big piece of peer court. It gives students the opportunity to correct behaviors, to learn from their mistakes, to make restitution to those they may have hurt or injured without having to go through the legal system. And we're gonna talk more about
1: that. Hilton is coaching more than 20 sophomores, juniors and seniors to help their peers get out and stay out of trouble
0: important part you need to remember, Logan has to admit his guilt before he comes to peer court. You are not determining whether he's guilty or not. What you're going to determine is the best course of action to help Logan correct his behavior. Hilton is using
1: Logan sense. Christensen just as an example. He's actually on the peer court panel. Logan says he's excited to help students his age make better choices and avoid what experts call the school-to-prison pipeline.
2: Being able to be a part of something that helps students in our district particularly grow, and if I can help in any way possible, I just think it's a great opportunity.
1: I'm Kirsten Stewart and this is Connect Canyons, a podcast about the heart and science of education. The school to prison pipeline is how juvenile justice reformers describe the national trend of schools referring youth to the courts for minor offenses, offenses that used to handle as a disciplinary matter within the schools. The reforms aim to keep students connected to their school, to the caring adults who work there and to their peers. One way to look at peer or youth courts is that they harness the power of positive peer pressure, instead of automatic suspension or expulsion to address minor offenses. BJ Weller, director of Canyon's district's responsive services team, explains it this way:
2: Sometimes, you know, students would make a, a poor decision, and and as an adult, um, oftentimes, like the, the consequence for that student was based on on the adults. Uh, like mentality and perception of the wrong, right? Um, that they're not adults yet, right? But we were still trying to hold them accountable to the same standards as, as the adult. Um, there were some studies that were done that uh, came to the conclusion that in many situations we were creating what is called the school to prison pipeline. Because a, a student would, would make a decision, they would, they would break a law, and then they would end up in the court system. And then while they're in the court system, Right, then they would learn um, other behaviors or they would have less opportunities than their peers.
1: These student judges must maintain their grades and sign a confidentiality agreement to participate, meaning they won't disclose details of peer court cases to friends at school.
0: My dad is actually a prosecutor for the county, and I've always been interested in stuff like this.
1: That's Abby Sibbons, who wants to be a civil rights lawyer one day. Serving on the panel will allow her to focus not just on punishment, but on what harm has been done, who's been harmed, and what can be done to repair the harm.
0: So this kind of thing is super important to me because I, I know about the school-to-prison pipeline. I know there's so many injustices right now, and I think it's really important that we need to start recognizing that there's a root cause and we need to help solve the problem instead of just sending these kids right to prison.
1: The time commitment for students is two Wednesday nights a month. They'll meet out consequences for offenders, Common sentences might be to repair a vandalized object, return stolen goods, or write an apology letter. Offenders who volunteer to be part of the peer court process may even be sentenced to serve on the peer court judge's panel. We
0: have to be trusted by the kids coming through, because the fact that those kids are coming through peer court means they want to change.
1: The court panel of students will ask the defendant a series of restorative questions, then make a disposition of goals for the defendant to work on and they'll have four weeks to complete them with weekly check-ins from Responsive Services. For students who choose Peer Court, there's a cost of $50, refundable, if they meet their behavior goals and make restitution. Draper and Sandy Cities have their own versions of Peer or Youth Courts in conjunction with local law enforcement. Canyon Superintendent Dr. Rick Robbins says the concept is a win-win for students, law enforcement, and the school district. I just think it's absolutely critical because it, it really helps to solve these issues at the lowest level, and it allows uh, students to be a lot more reflective about what's happened and and really, you know, um, create appropriate solutions for the situation they're in. I think in, in years past, for the most part, um, a lot of our reaction to student misbehavior. Behavior has, has been very much around compliance and punishment and we know that with young kids that that isn't always the most effective and so being able to go through a process with their peers and really understanding um, what has happened and what's the best remedy for that I, I think is just a, a tremendous thing. Created in 2017, the Department of Responsive Services has hired 20 social workers and contracted four mental health agencies in the county to address student needs. These resources come in handy in conjunction with Peer Court, providing an empathic path to justice.
0: There's only so much that adults can understand about teenagers in this specific modern age.
1: That's Maren Christensen, another student chosen for the peer court program.
0: Adults remember what it was like to be a teenager, but I, I think that they didn't they don't have a concept of what it's like to be a teenager now. And I feel like those two experiences are very different and there are different sources of stress and pressure to have a peer who has been where you have been and who has experienced and is still experiencing the same things with school and social life to understand where you're coming from is a much better place for a student to come. I also think that it builds trust with the people that are trying to change and grow.
1: Join us again for the next episode of Connect Canyons, a podcast sponsored by Utah's Canyons School District. If you have any comments for us, questions, or ideas for topics you'd like us to explore, email us at communications at You can also follow us on Twitter at Canyons District. Today's show was reported and edited by Andrew Reeser with assistance from Stephanie Christensen. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend. I'm Kirsten Stewart, and this is Canyons School District.